You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. If You Were Here Beside Me Instead of in New York by Nimble Wordplay on AO3. The question she'd posed years before it had all ended, before one moment had shattered them, broken everything open and flung them miles apart, is the most danger he's ever put himself in. It had left them wholly open, exposed, and he'd known he could never truly answer her query. What about me? All those years ago, and this was the moment he'd known for certain how profoundly screwed, how incredibly fucked they were. It had changed them, drawn a solid line that was never supposed to be more than invisible, right through everything they'd been, and it turned them into a tragedy. So unfair that he was such a weak man, so unfair that he could not be any than less of what Olivia had needed. Too scared that he can't give her the answer she deserved to hear. Instead, he'd let time and life create circumstances, told himself it was better this way, better that she'd never heard his answer, better for her sake. Time passes, and they'd turned themselves, their partnership, into something resembling functioning, and then it had fallen apart in less than ten seconds. He'd come home that night, home to Kathy and Eli, to the house in Queens, after Jenna. He'd come home and thrown his weight into the couch, told Kathy that he was done, that he was walking away from it, that the NYPD and Elliot Stabler were parting ways forever, and Kathy, his wife for God's sakes, had echoed Olivia's words back to him. What about Olivia? And he'd ignored her, ignored the question, the insinuation, ignored it that night, Ignored it as they packed their world into storage and gotten the hell out of Dodge. He'd ignored it when Kathy mentioned the missed phone calls, and he'd ignored it when she pressed and pressed and pressed, until the walls finally fell down around them in their first little flat in London, years before Rome and the semblance of happiness they'd managed to string together. He ignored it until that night, when Kathy had looked him dead in the eyes and asked if Olivia was why they'd left. Yes, he'd uttered. Yes, he couldn't be there, couldn't be in New York, couldn't stand the thought of being in their city without her. Yes, he'd said. Yes, he was in love with her. And yes, that's why they'd had to leave, because he'd known when he set his gun down that day on Cragen's desk that he was done at SVU and he could never come back to it. Yes, he'd whispered to his wife, to Kathy. They had to leave because he'd known he was too weak to be in New York without Olivia by his side. And if they couldn't be partners, if he couldn't sit beside her every day, then he was too terrified of what that would mean and what he would do. He'd have imploded his whole fucking life if they'd stayed there because he couldn't stand it couldn't be in that city without her, and he would have destroyed everything. Yes, he was a weak man, and Kathy knew it, and he was grateful for her forgiveness and acceptance, 
for her gift of leaving with her son and her husband when she knew he'd never give her the entirety of his reasons. It was unfair, and so he gave her this, this one time, this one admission, and then they could wipe the slate clean. As long as she didn't ask him the same question that Olivia had. Time and space and distance, it changed some things, and the sharp edges of their marriage softened. In the absence of the job and Olivia, they're able to file away at the rough spots, smooth into something resembling a happy life. Kathy is the one to bring up her name, while conscious anyway, testing the waters with Elliot. Olivia would love this, you know. She'd throw at him when he'd brought home a vintage set of books he'd found while on leave. Mm-hmm, he'd muttered back, deftly swaying from the conversation. It happens a few times a year, for the first few years. Her name comes across his wife's lips, the question in her eyes, searching to see if the reaction is still there, if she can finally feel safe in their marriage. And with time, he had trained himself, learned not to react, to nod, to agree, and he told himself it was working. She stops asking. He tells himself it's a victory. For them. Pretends Kathy doesn't hear him at night. Their life goes on, and he sits in the pew every Sunday morning, light streaming through the stained glass, and he thanks God for this gift he's received. He prays for his family's safety, thankful prayers for the time he has now. Prays for forgiveness for the thoughts he can't control, begs God to let them, let her, leave his mind. Rome is a holy place, and he thinks he feels closer to God and to his faith than he'd felt since he was a boy. And he is grateful to at least have landed in a place that has its own beauty and structure, a city that doesn't remind him of home. When sirens go by at night, that's when he doesn't try to fight so hard. Lets himself think of New York, of sitting in an unmarked with her while the snow falls, Let's himself think of the city, the city with her. Admonishes himself in the morning when he wakes up because it's been a decade, a full decade, and he still wakes up in the middle of the night, heart pounding, sheets fisted in his hands, with the whisper of her name on his lips. His mind desperately trying to hold on to the glimpses of her. When they go back, on those rare occasions, they stay far away from the places where the past echoes. He avoids the parts of the city that have scarred themselves into him until a call comes about an award. And it's clear that this is a test, a test from Kathy, maybe, perhaps a test from God. He's not sure, but he has to pass the test, has to atone. And so when she sits him down and dictates the words, he does it. He pens the wrong words to the right woman, at the behest of the woman he'd done the most wrong to, because he thinks she'd never asked him that question, never said the words, what about me? And when it all goes to shit, when Kathy is gone and buried, he goes to Olivia and gives her the letter, because in his twisted, grief-stricken mind, he thinks it's a penance for him. For both of them, for Kathy.
Then it goes to hell, fast, and he is left crumbled and broken in two. And when Olivia picks him up and patches him together, broken bit by broken bit, he realizes he's been so wrong. He believed and believed and believed that his wife had been the one who'd given everything up for him and for them by never asking. He'd made her into a murder, and he'd been wrong. He realizes Kathy had never asked what about me, because she'd known the answer, known that he'd be bound to answer truthfully, and she'd done nothing more than spend upwards of a decade in utter avoidance. It hadn't been a sacrifice or a saintly gesture of love. It had been a chosen ignorance. When he sits in Olivia's living room that night, he realizes, realizes how wrong he's been, how he has put this pain and this hurt at the feet of Olivia because he'd believed Kathy had selflessly never asked about herself, made her into something she's not, a saint who had never made him say the words. But he sees it clearly now, knows why Kathy had never asked, never pressed him for the truth because she'd always known the answer and could never have heard the truth. If she had asked, the answer would have cleaved them in two. She'd had him write those words so she'd never have to ask, so that Olivia would believe that she'd never had the right to ask the question. Kathy had been wrong about so many things, but she'd been right to know that she should never ask, because it had never been about her. His penance had never been to Kathy. It had been to himself, for never answering when Olivia asked. His penance has been the last 16 years. His absolution starts now. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>